Welcome to the Wilson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, that just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino sign here. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side, keep it. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Cooler Show. My name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. This week, I am joined by Matt and Jim. Uh, Mike is stuck somewhere in the elimination chamber uh, <laughs> over in the garden. Is it a glass case of emotion? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, you guys... Sniffles and boogers, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As usual, you guys can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. All right, so before we get things underway, we're going to be we're going to be talking about Survivor Series 2002, the first Elimination Chamber match. Um, I have a little bit of housekeeping to do uh, because sometimes... I feel like I'm so excited to talk about the homework on these episodes that I never take a moment to talk about um, what I'm working on, maybe because I just don't think it's that cool, or uh, maybe I don't have experiences like I had this past week. Um, so I recently told every a lot of people um, that uh, an old post I made from months ago of FTR uh, popped up, and I had a comment from none other than Dax Hardwood, who I, I don't even know how he stumbled on it, but he literally commented on the post, can I please have? And immediately <laughs> I, I was like, yes, in what capacity would you like it? Um, <laughs> and I, I messaged him, and uh, it was pretty wild because right after he liked it, he shared, uh, maybe he shared it or he didn't share it right away, and then Cash Wheeler shared it. And then AEW, uh, their like Instagram account liked the post as well, so he must wow. have sent it to someone that way. Um, so then I like message him, hoping he'd reach out, and he reached out like within a few hours. And uh, I was just like, "What? What would you like to do with it? You want it for a shirt?" And uh, he was like, "Actually, I want it for a print for my bar." Ah. Uh, so I was like, oh, that is incredible. It's even cooler, yeah. I know. I was like, this is awesome. I'd rather have it in your bar than on some pro wrestling tees, like, you know, T-shirt. I was, I, I was going to say, uh, is it only an amount of time before you see a knockoff on uh, pro wrestling tees? <laughs> it looks <laughs> just like those, it or in the same the way style? those guys operate, probably. Um, oh man! You put but, you put important artwork in your bar if you have a space for that. Like that's yes. a decision, right? Agreed. Like, only there's only so much right? space, and you it's like staring at it while you're drinking. It makes you happy. It, it, and the wild part is, is like for those people, I'm sure a lot of people know that he has a podcast out now where he's talking about a lot of his matches, um, especially the recent ones, and it, he has a YouTube channel as well. So I'm I'm hoping it pops up in the background somewhere over there. Oh, that um, would be cool. Ultimately, the coolest part for me is that anybody that listens to this podcast and Dax's podcast knows that the two of us both like tequila. So I took a moment. Like may be an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he loves tequila. I love tequila, but I don't have the money to buy as much tequila as he does. (laughs) But it was cool. The coolest moment, the highlight, was definitely being able to talk about 
the two of our favorite tequilas and uh, I gave him a recommendation and he gave me a recommendation of four bottles so that was nice. definitely the highlight and, and probably the coolest moment uh, I've had in a while do you love the yeah. idea of him like I don't know he's like in bed at night going through his Instagram right, right? like what are they ser- he's searching the hashtag FTR right like yeah, and then he yeah. stumbles <laughs> like you have to ask him like how did you stumble I know this? especially since it's not it wasn't brand new right like a year no. ago you made it or something that was the wildest part is that he stumbled on it like that much later it's not like I posted it in the last month it was Plus, last you know, spring he's looking through a sea of stuff and that's yes got his attention yeah it's it's Very wild cool. like if you ever look, look at like a wrestler or a celebrity or an athlete and you go to their tagged it's like it's nauseating the amount of stuff that they are tagged in For um sure. so again like you said it's pretty cool so yeah. i had to share that um but Pat i feel like on the back like Barry thank Hollis. you you deserve it <laughs> I, I i feel like that's a good segue to go right into our what's in the cooler so uh Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop Brewing is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. So that being said, I had to bring some tequila with me. Uh, I got some of this uh, for Christmas. It's one of the more popular tequilas, but I'm not really crazy about it. Uh, And it's the Casamigos by, you know, George Clooney's tequila. It's uh, a little too vanilla for my liking. Fair. Um, still good, does, but... Does that mean plain, or does that mean, like, actual vanilla-y tasting? Yeah, like... Yeah, uh, I apologize. Vanilla-y tasting. Yeah, yeah, I'm not just, as good just as the hop god. Um, the uneducated... Uh, yes. The uneducated, uneducated tequila guy over here. Maybe I'll learn a thing or two next week. <laughs> yes. there. It's, it's just a little too sweet for my liking and what I've, like, acquired a taste for, so... Yeah. So, anyway, what'd you guys bring? I've got an other half... As Ooh. almost always per usual. Um, this one's, uh, it's from our local one over here in the, the Finger Lakes. It's Cheddar. Cheddar. It's a, yeah, Cheddar. It's like one of their, like, that's like one, kind of their classic, you know, broccoli right, yep. cheddar. This is a double dry hopped Imperial India Pale Ale, of course. Um, 7.9%, made mostly with uh, Citra hops. It's really good. It's nice. Yeah, it's other half. Yeah. Can do no wrong. So I, I feel like I haven't made a real appearance on what's in the cooler in a while. So uh, I feel like I, I feel like I'm back. I feel tell like me you don't have tea. When when we yeah I don't have any tea. There's no uh, there there's no scotch this time around like like last episode with Chad and uh, so I guess it's me. It's me. It's the H O P G O D. I've got nugget nectar. Oh. It's that time of year again. Oh, yes, Jim, I sent the photo from the BD to your wife like nice. I do every year. I beat her again this year. I feel like it's two years in a row. It the is. last couple of years, she's she's gotten me, but uh, your wife and I chase this around, see who can get it first. But uh, essentially, this is a one time a year from Trogues Brewing out in Pennsylvania. They do a, um, it's pretty much an amber ale. Yes. Um, and it is Nugget Nectar, uh, excuse me, Nugget Nectar is the name, but it's Nugget Hops, Warrior, Tomahawk, Simcoe, Palisade. It is incredibly smooth, super hop forward, and uh, one of my favorite beers that I look forward to most throughout the year. So uh, cheers, fellas. I'm uh, glad cheers. to be back. Cheers. It's such a good time of the year for the Amber Ale, I feel like. This, yes. This, yeah. Yeah. It's perfect Pacific timing. time of year. Yes. It's still a little crisp. So as we mentioned... We're talking about Survivor Series 2002, the first elimination chamber taking place from New York City, Madison Square Garden. Matt, you were in the house for this. 
um, we had not met at, at we were what like two years away from meeting yeah, um, yeah. and becoming friends <laughs> Uh, so I'm the sure you're going to have a lot of little, yeah, little, <laughs> little uh, uh, tidbits of information that you're going to sprinkle so, in throughout this. It's really strange. Like, I rewatched this card, and I only remembered, like, a third of it. <laughs> like, I, I seriously, like, I don't know if it was... I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the event itself, if it was the time, uh, time in life of, like, 2002 the middle of college it was with old work friends uh my buddy mike who actually we've met at the uh the yes. pop-up shop at ted's uh ted wrestling for sales pop-up oh. when we did it in brooklyn um and then my other buddy clifton who i'm chatting with right now because i couldn't remember if it was just the three of us or if there were <laughs> other people that were with us so these are all old co-workers I love that, it uh like it's that blurry in my brain. I specifically yeah. remember from the undercard, and sorry to jump ahead slightly, but like, no, no. I remember the spot of Jeff Hardy jumping off of the entrance way within yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yes. He did that very similarly at the 2000 Royal Rumble, which was the last event, um, the last pay per view that I went before that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of blurry. Rem, like reminders in my head, but I'll I'll certainly fill in some blanks along the way. But it was a cool experience to go back and watch something and be like, oh shit, I was there for that. Yeah. <laughs> Nick. So, I think that's. I feel like we kind of feel the same way about that 2001 King of the Ring, right? Yes, Which we've covered on this so. show very uh, much. Where maybe it's just because it's so long ago. We feel that way. Now. Yeah, I mean, it's talking about two decades. And again, yeah. like you said, it's a, like that's got an iconic match on it too with the the Kurt Angle and yeah. uh, Shane McMahon. And but I don't really remember being there no, for I, much I, of it. I, I hear you. You know, wild. So this yeah. this card, you know, we're gonna really focus on the chamber match and the first chamber match mainly because this weekend is Elimination Chamber. Um, but Brock Brock Taker is the other uh, the co main event right yeah. for the title. Um, uh, Big Papa Pump makes his debut, taking out Chris Nowinski and Matt Hardy. Like, what? Yeah. And that this, happens this right segment, before the chamber match. This segment I do remember. Yes. And uh, I, I like the the, the siren going the music, off yeah, in Madison music, right. Square Garden. The the music is so good. The, the, the doors that just open up on itself. So we talked yes. about it in the, the 2008 Royal Rumble episode that we did recently about the short ramp and yeah. the entranceway at Madison Square Garden. And I know what we were, I think we were like further up high across the, across the way from the entrance. So we got to see the whole thing. And like, I, I remember it being an impactful moment for me, for me and seeing big pop, pop a pump, him coming out and spewing his idiocy across. And <laughs> oh, I, God. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth playing, but I've, yeah. I've got it. Here. Go for it. it. You got to This goes to all my freaks in New York city. What a, what a character. It's too good. Well, the, I, the, I love the that. chain, the mesh, yes. you know, like the shark uh, prevention. The, the male? Yeah. 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 The male. Thank you. Male. Uh, oh, you're usually the word guy. I was no, not. Makes me feel good. You, Thanks, Jim. You, you Thanks for stumbling a little bit. I got you. Smith thing. Yeah. Um, um, this was known that he was going to be debuting here, right? Has to like, be. From the what signs were, were all yes. over the place. One says Big Papa Boner. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, Attitude Era at its finest. Although yes. this is kind of the end of end of yes, that, right? No doubt. Yeah. For this will this will be some house cleaning for well, let's say two weeks or three weeks from now. But <clears throat> of all the WCW kind of like not the guys that came over right away, but the big like NWO say and uh, Goldberg, um, Scott Steiner as yeah. well, like. Most of them were kind of duds, right? Including this, like they didn't. Oh yeah, do much. Like so, I would. My question for a future episode to discuss is who is like the best of the guys that that were added after their contracts like played out, right? Like that hmm. that whole deal. Okay. Like a few guys came in at first, like Booker and, and yes. such, but Hogan and all those guys. Like interesting. It, it took time. So and like this, I don't know how long did this guy even last? I I think he was involved in some of the main event stuff for a yeah. little while there i don't know this was like definitely an era where they started to lose me like just yeah. into college you know i think it was like the wrestling wasn't very good either this no. guy's like such a stiff by this point right like <sighs> so sad in a way it's it it breaks my heart because he was so good in like yeah. the, the yes. earlier stuff that we've, we've covered, covered a few yeah a bunch of his stuff and i know it, like the de- these debuts were huge when they happened all of them and then the yeah yeah I feel like it's like uh, give you a short answer now, and I'm certainly happy to go back because, like the, the you get blurriness about Hogan and all the guys that left, went to WCW and came back. It makes it feel like it's, uh, like they almost are disqualified, right? Because yeah, they right. have a history beforehand. It feels like they just pick right up. But Booker T is the one that comes to mind of like being there from the onset as soon as they went over he was there in the quote-unquote invasion and then the dude is still on our screens now they're like that's one that sticks out in my brain but i I certainly want to put more thought into it um i think that's probably the answer too Um, i agree yeah or flair but flair's got all the history obviously and flair 92 versus right you know yeah flair's another good one as well it feels like a pickup of where you left off but yeah. yeah I mean, well, it's maybe, a while for him to come. And there's also a Marcus Bagwell, too, probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get things underway on that note. Um, <clears throat> so I thought it was pretty cool because I don't remember watching this live. I don't remember um, really go like I've watched bits and pieces of it, but not as close as I did. I thought it was cool that Jr. starts things off by letting us know that the cha- as the chamber lowers, the unpredictability of war games, the tradition of Survivor Series, and the importance of the world title. And then Jr. Uh, I'm sorry, King chimes in all about survival because I was kind of wondering like, what's where's the Survivor Series part come into play? Uh, um, yep. But I thought that was a cool way to kind of tie in uh, what they were trying to do here, not just like create this massive clunky structure. Um, you know, bef- it, it shows it shows a little bit that you didn't remember watching it live and you, you're a little questionable now because you said the co-main event was Brock against Undertaker. It's Brock and Big Show. And oh, Big, Big Show, Show beats. Oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> you're right. And I'm sorry. Big Show beats Brock yes, uh, with Heyman the help terms. of Paul Heyman turning yes, on I Brock Lesnar. So uh, to and correct I, you. <laughs> I did. I did watch that match uh because i wanted to see the end and uh i did my homework weeks ago so i apologize yeah. no i think yeah. it's more like nick is a the hbk guy here and he was just shocked and awed by the brown pants well we're gonna get, I, I let's save that let's say <laughs> yeah. that because i've got i've got a lot to say about uh i figured Mr. you did, Mr. I figured you did. Uh, 
<laughs> so backstage speaking of, we get the broadcast colleague, Terry. I completely forgot that this was a role she played. She's like got like a handkerchief bedazzled covering her bosoms and she's <laughs> she goes down she's tracking sean down and he's prancing uh with his dutch boy haircut and he he's interrupted by rnn with randy orton giving us an update on his rehab yes. uh, i thought it was an interesting way to keep him involved um very young randy oh my orton. god it's it's like staggering yeah. to see oh yeah with the um, long hair and the lack yes. of tattoos and the poor tattoos that he has hidden yeah. underneath his mm-hmm. sleeves now. Yeah. I, I I do have to ask, has Extra Cooler ever been motivated to grow out that schoolboy haircut that Sean has in two thousand two? I'm gonna get there. <laughs> so it looks you need to invest in a lot of conditioner too. It's yes. like very bouncy and just, Yeah. For a guy that bouncy. lost his hair so fast, like I it looked pretty thick. It, yeah. it, ooh, at the ending, when he's sweaty, looks a little thin. It but does. We'll I, get there. We'll I get agree. There. Yeah. So, yeah, hymns was not invented yet. No. We ne- we never <laughs> this, hear from this Sean. This podcast is not sponsored by hymns. No. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we never hear now? from Maybe. Sean. Um, so this match includes RVD, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Kane, Booker T, and the world heavyweight champion, Triple H. Um, the structure was created by Eric Bischoff, storyline-wise. Uh, and it, I, I love it how it, it, the video package plays, and there's not a single narration Sticks. over it, right? It's just yeah, it's, music, like yeah. just you know, butt rock. Um, and you're so, and, we're so spoiled at this point by you know WWE production, right? Um, I, what less uh, a year ago they have like an all time one at uh, WrestleMania X seven or seventeen, yes. whatever the hell it's called, with the My Way or the Highway. Which might not have much uh, commentary either, but yeah. But still, this was this just one. weak. Yeah, this one we've got uh, saliva, you know, and it breaks down. Basically, <laughs> it's breaking down the feud, the 2002 feud and return of Triple H and uh, HBK in their yeah. SummerSlam match with the other guys kind of like sprinkled through throughout it. Um, before the match starts, we've got Triple H backstage with Coach and Ric Flair. Uh, and I forgot, again, that in September previously triple h was named the world heavyweight uh champion at the time and just given the belt right yeah, how, how did that work unpack that named <laughs> the champion i don't i cannot claim to remember that <laughs> i definitely was not watching raw at that yeah time. but or, it's that's split off because he won the the undisputed championship earlier in the year right didn't he the the two titles from jericho yeah, but that was previous, right at Mania, and then right. fast forward to Brock and and Rocket SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah, yes, right. Um, and I guess maybe they were really trying to focus on the two brands at this point. Someone's go. definitely yeah. gonna no, that's what it fill is. us in more about this. Yeah. Um, so I like it how then you get uh, bootcut Bischoff. Sorry to rip yeah. off your nickname, Matt, uh, for it. Brock Lesnar. But uh, Bischoff comes out, and uh, first of all, does this, does this man only own black T-shirts and black jean jackets? Because I feel like during this era, that's all you ever see him wearing. With a black shoe polish in his hair, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. This guy. He comes out, and, like, right, he doesn't have anything in his hands. And then, like, once he steps in the ring, he just slides, like, the big boss man's nightstick out from underneath <laughs> his, his sleeve. It's Starts beating the shit out of the the elimination chamber from the inside, explaining the rules. And I'm not gonna lie. At first, I was like, "What is this? I don't need Bischoff to explain the rules." But it's a totally different twist than like the 
the the overdone uh, introduction of like war games. You know, yeah. like we spoke about this yes. so with Chad, and the way Bischoff comes out and explains it, as much as I was annoyed by him. He was clear. He was concise. He was to the point, and you know, yeah, it was annoying. It was cheesy, like him kind of shaking the chains and smacking two the miles of chains, ten yeah, tons yeah. of solid steel. And he's grinning. He's got that fish off smile the whole right? time. It, it, it felt so unnecessary. It did. Like, I get it, but the my my favorite part was that he's like hiding a pipe up his sleeve. Oh yeah, the pipe. Yeah, yeah. it's a nightstick. He, he comes out a nightstick. I'm pretty sure it was a nightstick. I think it was a metal with pipe. With Matt, I think it's a metal pipe. Really? Because yeah. the, the whole reason why he had it, and he, like, I was, I rewound it like I normally yeah. do and try to find all the stupid details. And he's got it up his jean jacket sleeve, but he's like holding it with two fingers and he's while he's walking around. And then as he approaches the, the steel of the cage, brother, he <laughs> slides it out and he starts whacking the metal pipe yeah. against the metal like grate <laughs> on the floor on the cage itself and making and sticking the microphone up to it, clunk, 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 like trying to establish how brutal this structure was. And from everything we hear from wrestlers taking interviews, apparently it really was rough oh, to work yeah. in. <laughs> You take so, for granted having seen so many Elimination Chamber matches, so like the structure, even going back and watching, you're like, okay, there it is. But right. at the uh-huh. time, this is a big deal. It, I like how Especially in, in a place like like Madison Square Garden, where yeah. the, right. the arena itself is smaller than normal, even for back in 2002, there's not much room around the ring itself, and then you put this massive structure in there, too. Yeah. It was like, it yeah, took over point, the yeah. entire space. Weren't there only so many arenas in the United States that could handle the the structure right, of arena right, that at some that. point? Like, yeah. yeah, they could only do it in so many so many places. Now they like send that thing overseas or have it built. Like I feel like they had an elimination chamber or something overseas. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> the crazy part was next we get Fink and I'm like, damn, we just had to listen to Bischoff and we couldn't have had yeah. Howard Finkel explain <laughs> the rules to this. <laughs> um, this isn't rocket science, guys. So, uh. It, Jericho's out first. His music's being played from the world, which I don't remember uh, WWF New York being changed to world or whatever. It must have been the uh, yeah. WWE transition, right? It had or, to have been. Yeah. More I saliva. I remember there being a rebranding. And it's like not even WWE the world. It's just the world, yeah, the world. in Times yeah. Square. Yeah. Right. It's so bizarre. Like just the naming convention in and of itself. Did we go to the world? We only went to WWF New York, right? Yeah, definitely only WWF New York. Yeah. Uh, I I just love it how we have more saliva. And Jericho is the tag team champion, but they never, ever say who he's champion with. Did you pick up (laughs) on that? Like, I still, I purposefully never looked it up because I wanted to see if anybody else could tell me who Jericho's, like, tag team partner at this point was. It made a friend, Mikey Worker. Yeah, I know. It it made no sense to me also how the music was being sung. This is his updated music? Why did they do that? It's awful. I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like this was the the phase of WWE yes. that they just made everything butt rock. Yes. Everything had a butt rock theme. Like even yep. Kane, when he yes. comes out, it's yeah. like yeah. Kane, cock rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Finger 11 everything. Is who does his? Oh, yeah. yeah. If it's not Finger oh, Eleven or it's Saliva or it's Drowning Pool, it's yeah. God, it all, the, all the same. I wonder who was making the call there. Uh, Booker T's out next. 
followed by Kane. Kane. They tell us that Kane, they've never had a world champion with a mask at this point, which is pretty interesting. Mm. Throughout all those, like, WCW guys, there was never one. Um, I guess it makes sense. Uh, I guess Mysterio out, had it after this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So out next, we've got, uh, tri- uh, sorry, uh, Shawn Michaels and... My question for you, first of all, he's got a massive pop, right? This is his second, this is his first sanctioned match yeah. back because um, SummerSlam doesn't count. I see what you did there. And uh, he, my my question for you is, has any other wrestler had a more iconically bad look than Shawn Michaels' Dutch boy haircut and poop pants combo? Yeah. Like Doo-doo the Dutch brown. boy, the, the, the haircut combined with the pants is just awful do you think if it was one without the like you know if he had the hair with kind of an old school look or you know i know like a lot of people have a hard time and myself included first of all um i think a lot of people would complain about Shawn michaels with the chaps but this version of Shawn michaels with the like regular pants and the cowboy boots is a hundred times worse like i don't want this on my television and (laughs) you're talking you're talking about someone who used to like I loved Shawn Michaels. I, I'm pretty sure I've made that clear. Like in high school, <laughs> I, I, this guy was like the the peak for me. Tell, tell the audience about the necklace. <laughs> I wore a <laughs> necklace like Shawn Michaels, circa WrestleMania 14. <laughs> um, it was cool, I guess. Anyway, uh, so I he got hurt. He left, and I can remember like going to college in 2000 and like reading the dirt sheets obsessively, finding out if he's going to come back and ever wrestle again. And then just like it, you know, our our fandom and life got in the way, and wrestling kind of fizzled out. And then he came back, and I was like not really watching. I wasn't even excited for this, to be honest. Um, and I, I just couldn't get behind the look. And then you see the haircut at this event. I mean, he looks like my sister in 1994, <laughs> like with the haircut. I'm pretty sure she had the same haircut. Um, and then the then the pants, the pants. Um, you know the story behind the pants, right? Um, they're unfinished or something. They're, they're right? unfinished. And I sat there during this match and I tried to like look at the pants and figure it out. And there's something that's so incredibly glaring about it, right? He's got the heart on yeah. his crotch and he's got the heart on his butt. And inside the heart, there's like an S that's intertwined with an M. But then on his hips, he's got an H on both sides. That's it. So it's not like he was going to have HBK like with the B on his ass. So my assumption is he was going to have HBK going down uh, vertically yeah. on his leg. Right? Are the legs blank? Right. It's yeah. So they're the, completely the blank. Part are. Yeah. Um, it basically, the gear wasn't ready, and he had them commissioned, and production was slow. And he decided to wear the unfinished kind. Um, there's a quote somewhere uh, in his biography. I found this. Um, oh, really? I can't yeah, this. because of his newfound Christianity, he wanted earth-colored tights to represent oh. himself as a creation of God. Unfortunately, he left it too late <laughs> when requesting the tights, and the WWE seamstress didn't have enough time to finish. It gets yeah. better. 
He arrived at the arena with nothing else to wear and had no choice but to go out in unfinished brown tights. He tell, <laughs> he goes on to tell a few stories, and apparently at one point, Stephanie is backstage with him and Triple H and looks at him and tells him to his face he looks like a big, giant turd. <laughs> and, and Triple H at this point was in hysterics asking, are you really going to go out in those? <laughs> Which is just like, to me, it's just... It sums up like the fact that they're just hanging out backstage, and and then that happens. And on uh, the, yeah, it's like on the eighth day, God yeah. forgot to finish Shawn Michaels' pound. Like, he, re- he rested. Uh, anyway, it's, it sucks though. It's disappointing because coming off the stretch where he left, yes, it's like some of the oh most iconic runs. Yes, all those DX, DX ones, the WrestleMania 14 gear. Yes. right? you can argue about what's his best gear. But he was always famous for having among the best, right? Yes. So like Chalkline sells like multiple oh. versions of his pants. Yep. And then this. This. Which, uh, the one thing I'll say, it's probably the most unique thing he's ever worn. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Yo, without a doubt. <laughs> shit brown pants with yeah. shit brown cowboy boots. Like, Incomplete, what? too. Yeah. And oh, then yeah, the hair yeah. to top it off. It's just. This was amazing. He was out for a long time, right? He has the unsanctioned match at WrestleMania. Yeah. You would think. They would have finished the pants at least. Like mm-hmm. he had a lot of time. <laughs> he and, knew he was and, probably going to be here. Spoiler alert: This is the guy yeah. that you're going to put the title on. Yes, <laughs> right. And you can't say like to the seamstress, like move it, lady. Like yeah, <laughs> this one working should on... be an important one. Yeah, yeah. stop working no, on the undercard here. Is there any other instance you can remember of a wrestler? No, not wearing completed gear. You know what I mean? Like not oh, that is it, not this notable or this iconic. No. Yeah. Like I said, this has got to be the most iconically bad look for a wrestler. <laughs> like, especially for such a, like, well-regarded yeah. Shawn wrestler. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah. Out next, we've got RVD, um, and he's going to start the match because all four other guys go into their pods, and uh, he's stuck with the world champ, Triple H. And I think it's interesting that they don't ever refer to the pods as pods during this match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I wonder at what point did they start that. Um, I texted what you guys, is, is Triple H the heel? Because he doesn't get booed like a heel in this match, in my opinion. No. Uh, especially during mind, his entrance. Keep in mind, 2002 had the Triple H return at Madison Square Garden, which was yeah. the time previous right. that I went to a wrestling event. Right. So I went twice in 02, and one was the Triple H return. He's still wearing the same logo on the trunks. And then now... Fast forward from January to November, and he's back in Madison Square Garden again. Yeah, sure. He he's got the feud with Sean, and you start having him be the guy that turned his back and the heel and all that other shit. But you're right; he he's supposed to be the heel here, and MSG loves it. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what to say. I think the yeah. the crowd is contrarian. You know, yes. like how we would be. But he's you know he's got that clean shaven look too. Like he's oh, it's weird. Supposed to be a smug. Yes. Prick. Right, mm-hmm. and it's clean shaven look, and he's like yeah. clean shaven, and he looks now. a little sorry. bloated. No, yeah. sorry, yes, and with uh, the big gold belt too. I think yes. this was like the beginning of that era where he was like champion for extended yeah. periods of time. Obviously, he loses he's, it here, but yeah, Owen six at Survivor Series, King uh, King and uh, Jr. Remind us. Oh, um, that's a good. Stat. I think it's. I think the start was wild. Like, I, I was so surprised by the first five minutes how RVD just destroyed Triple H. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Triple H could not get any offense in, um, which is pretty cool because... He busts him open, too, right? 
Yeah. He, yeah, he's throwing them into the cage. They're like establishing that this that this uh structure is is dangerous and they're throwing around and him landing on the grate which is yes. the platform outside the ring like really echoing the sounds and then he like legit gets hurt during this part too, right? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. so right off um at one point RVD goes to climb up to the top, climbs up to the top of the pod, and he's, like, holding on to the chains very awkwardly. And uh, he he jumps off, right? Am I am I hitting so, this part correct? No, I'm, I'm getting so, there early. I'm sorry. We're getting Jericho, there too early. Yeah, that's what Jericho's in. So this is the part where Jericho pulls him through the chains. I apologize. I'm jumping ahead. No, 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 no. So this this is my fault. I, I'm 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 the one jumping ahead here. Sorry, I've I've gone off script here, pal. Um, so keep on going. But yes, eventually, <laughs> what happens is Triple H actually gets hurt by a, a, a an awkward spot, which we'll get to in a little while. Yeah. Sorry, I jumped the gun. No, no, we're no. a little rusty. I'm no, a little you, rusty. Yeah, <laughs> throwing me off. Um, so at this point, RVD goes to climb off of Jericho's pod. Jericho's still in yep. there. Jericho pulls him down through the chain link roof. Um, I, I, thought, it was I thought it was a cool spot. Yeah, yeah, RVD fights him off. Jericho like is that. inside the pod. Triple H comes, joins in on it. Um, and again, like this four, first five minutes, Triple H basically gets destroyed by RVD. Um, Jericho is the first man out of his pod, goes after RVD. RVD continues to dominate, and he dominates mm-hmm. Jericho and Triple H, who are like the two big heels in this match. Um now, one thing about the entrance, the the sound that they played in the Peacock version of this event was absolutely different than what it really? was in the arena. Uh, like, interesting. I, I can guarantee it. Like, I I'm sitting there and I have it on in the background as I'm doing other things, and I like shot my head up. Like, that's not right. That's not <laughs> the sound. Like, it was a very specific wwe sound and this was completely foreign to me and it was it was it was strange but the way that they lit it up looked like a video game and it like you can actually see like the lights going from pod to pod which one it's going to be and it was really cool it was really well done i remember that part of watching this event live but like i don't remember that being the sound did it was it a like a royal rumble type buzzer yeah 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 it was like a like this ominous do 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 music, yeah, yeah. and then it was like uh, the lights would stop, and then it would open up, and it would be the roar of the crowd, and everybody so knew that's what like it was. What they but do this now. had some like yeah. super cheesy music that went yeah. along with it, <laughs> and like yeah, it was it was bizarre. Maybe I am mixing it up with what it is now, but this this sound certainly was not right in my brain, and it shot me up of like <laughs> this is, this is screwed up. Wait a second. What a strange thing to tinker with. I know right. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's very odd. Maybe they um, didn't own the uh, the rights to whatever <laughs> music that was. <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. So after uh, Booker T comes out, evens the odds against Triple H and Jericho, and uh, then, you know, it turns into the classic two faces, like lining up, going off on each other. Um, and then they eventually take out Jericho and Triple H. Um Van Dam and Booker are a ton of fun here. I think I totally agree. This match they, is like they get God. crap. They're like they yeah. get like you know tossed by the wayside, but they're like the kind of the engine here. I would say they yeah. uh, they it's pretty like six very iconic guys, especially no for this time. Um, <clears throat> but it's like guys that 
you almost don't remember their role with the company at this point because they've played so many different hats and so many different roles. Yeah, yeah. you're totally right. It feels like this 2002 time, like, I know it gets a lot of love now, like looking back, but in our fandom, it's a really fuzzy, fuzzy time. Yes. And like, for me in particular, I went to two shows in the year, one in January, one in November, and I like don't remember anything from O2. Like looking back, right. there's so many foreign storylines and pairings and like we're talking about Jericho, we don't even know whose tag team champions partner right. is. Like right. it's a bizarre time that I like vaguely remember bits and pieces of just like I vaguely remember bits and pieces of this card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me it's like the high water mark of my fandom in the, the old days is like the <clears throat> when they buy when Vince buys WCW right yes and then a, a, I don't know a year or so later it's WrestleMania 18 you got the the yep. Hogan versus Rock that kind of stuff and then at that point it like crests and it recedes and then you know like you, we've mentioned many oh, times yeah. in the shows in college and your fandom's in and yep. out and th- th- this is blurry like like you said it's so it's you try to wrap your head around the angles and who's doing what, and it's just kind of difficult, I think. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Um, and they blur into other storylines that yeah. we were kind of in and out on, and then you disconnect and just crossed wires and all that yeah, other and fun I, stuff. Yeah, I think it's because it, it was almost a bad thing that – it is a bad thing, I yep. think, that they bought WCW, and then they took on all these guys, and then there was, the roles got blurred, and they almost became kind of WCW-esque in a way with bringing mm-hmm. on these guys that, you know – were what they were up against the whole time. The guys who yeah. couldn't wrestle were just big names with big contracts. So it's just a really interesting time here. Mm-hmm. So back to the match, we get uh, RVD goes to climb the pod again. This is what Matt was uh, alluding to earlier. Yeah. He, he climbs the pod, <laughs> and in my opinion, he, he like grabs the chains, and you know he's going to go for the frog splash, and it's like the weakest-looking frog splash ever. It's, so, it, it's awful. It looks like all he's— All me. It's all me. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's all knees. Legs are straight. Like, it's super awkward. So and what he, happens is is that he, from a normal flog, frog splash, you're like, think of Montez Ford now. He right. launches himself yes. six feet in the air off the turnbuckle. He gets to do his little frog splash action, whatever you want to call it. But in this scenario, RVD it looks like he's acting like he's never been on top of the pod before. Yeah. And he's up there, and he's trying to calculate oh shit, this chain link fence yep. is right above my head. I don't have the ability to actually elevate off of this thing. First of all, there's no roof on it. It's just yep. chain link on the top. So he's standing on a metal bar, essentially. And instead of being able to launch himself up and then down, he just like leans forward and just yeah. falls. So they and tell he... No, sorry, go, go, go. No, I was going to say, and when he actually lands, he lands leg first, like shin, knee first, mm. right across Triple H's throat. Like, Ooh. no joke, completely yeah. not a work. He legit hurt himself at this time, or, or RVD yeah. was fell across his throat and really messed Triple H up for the rest of the match. <laughs> um, yeah, he like crushed his larynx or something <laughs> for uh, along those lines. Yeah, and and so they sell it like RVD got hurt. In my opinion, so I I watched it, and you can see there's a moment where uh, Earl Hepner goes and throws up uh, up the X, like while standing over Triple H, and like RVD's kind of off to the side a little bit, and for whatever, and you see you watch, and you can see another ref kind of like run into the back, um, 
Wow. But then shortly after that, uh, he it, it's super awkward. The X happens. RVD then takes a drop kick off the top rope from Booker T and is eliminated. So I guess yes. in my mind, that's why I'm like, oh, RVD got hurt. But then when you know you do dig a little bit more, you find out it was just that that was how it was supposed to go out, I guess. And, and Triple H like vanishes from this match for a long yes. time. Like after he takes this frog splash across the throat, he you know you see Earl come over and check on him, and then after that he just kind of lays yeah. out like so you would in. Like you'd see HBK do in a Royal Rumble where he's lasting yeah. the entire so time. So they said right? in, in there's an article that I read with with you know bits and pieces of interviews from other places. And Triple H said they sent a doctor to the ring who was talking to him through the grates. And I was like, do not stop this. I've got it. And he said he could barely talk throughout it. And the problem with the match was none of them had ever they they didn't see the structure until that day. Whoa! Right in the garden. They went in. They didn't really practice any spots because of how, like, stiff the entire structure was. And they said that it was just an absolute disaster. Um, and, and just everything gets, like, everything just gets worse as it goes. Um, so, I was going to ask, like, have, did they practice in it? You're saying they didn't even see it till that day. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Till that day. So after Booker Booker T eliminates RVD, we get Kane out next. Um, he takes out everyone, eventually throwing Jericho through the plexiglass, uh, which is a highlight. It's a good if, spot, if you yeah. ask me. Um, Fans things, go crazy for it. Things at this so, point are really picking up. You have King, to. Remember. What does King say? It's, it's not. It's bulletproof, but it's not Kane yeah. proof. Like, <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pop for you, Kane. But I'm like, all right. Yep. You have to remember that when Bischoff is explaining the structure in the very beginning, he uh, is talking about how the the combatants will be behind bulletproof glass yeah. and, <laughs> and steel, and King goes bulletproof. Yeah, <laughs> like in yeah. classics. Like he's like no, he's quick. No. People forget he's like people dump on him, but he's quick. He's witty. Oh yeah, yeah. and confined to an eternal locked chamber. You, you may want to use a dictionary for eternal, pal. <laughs> he has shatters. <laughs> so he uh Kane, you know, he's he, everybody's taken out, but eventually it leads to uh Jericho eliminating Booker T with a lion salt. So we're down to uh, Before the sixth guy even comes, two guys. Before are the out. sixth guy even comes. So the crazy part about Kane's entrance, I read this as well in a story. Um Hold on, let me find it. So Jericho was quoted back in 2017. Uh, the countdown began, the lights flashed, and another pod opens. Jericho at this point thinks it's going to be Michaels, but then before he knows what's happening, he gets attacked from behind by Kane. Um, <laughs> they opened the wrong door, he oh, said. No. This is Jericho's quoted as saying, they opened the wrong door. They opened the door for Kane to come out rather than Shawn Michaels. So all the stuff we had to come up with in the back oh. and all this effort that we had basically wasted was thrown out the window that we had to call it on the fly. Wow. Um, yeah. Disaster. Crazy. Right. So then Triple H says that Jericho and I laugh about this all the time. I had just gotten hurt with his throat. Um, Jericho didn't know it. He had no clue what was going on. They opened the wrong pod. Jericho rolled over to me and went, oh, my God, they opened the wrong pod. I'm like, I'm hurt. He's looking at me like, oh, my God. He just freaked out, and the worst possible scenario is happening at that moment. Uh, so, like, literally, <laughs> like, awesome. everything is completely on the fly. Um, but you wouldn't have known it. Like, I, watching no. back, I did not notice it. So, um, 
and and again, I have in my notes that Triple H was off to the side during this. Sean finally enters the match, hits all his classic like off the rope signature spots, launching himself at at Kane and Jericho, and we're down to four. We've got Triple H, Jericho, both bloody, uh, and and Kane and Shawn Michaels are left. Uh, Kane's cleaning house, choke slamming everyone left and right, and uh, then out of nowhere, Kane uh, Shawn hits. Kane with sweet chin music because you know Kane's got to look strong here so he takes a pedigree <laughs> right after from Triple H and then Jericho hits the lion salt to eventually eliminate Kane um, and then this is where I think the real treat happens just to see the three of these guys in the ring together 100%. Uh, Jericho, Triple H and Shawn Michaels um, JR and Lawler what? just selling Shawn's back injury at this point they loved they were selling that forever that year yeah. I like that this card, this match specifically, at WrestleMania 19, uh, which is the next WrestleMania in a few months or, I don't know, half a year or so, um, all these guys are involved with each other yes. on that card. You've got Michaels and Jericho. You've got Booker and Triple H, right? And Kane and RVD are a team on Sunday yes. Night Heat before yes. WrestleMania, which is kind of messed up. Those guys weren't even on the card. Pretty I crazy. know. So, so I think that's bogus. just interesting. So these are the guys, though, right? Like, yes. Yep. Especially the four, um, you know. I love how you could hear Jericho throughout this point in the match. Like, come on, you son of a bitch, please. <laughs> like, it's just so good as him and Triple H, like, take turns teeing off on Sean. I'm not going to lie. Jericho really gets his shit in here. He, no, without he, a doubt. Th- they put over that lion salt massive in yeah. this match. Oh, He's yeah. hitting it like crazy. Uh, he gets Triple H in the walls of Jericho. Like it, he, Jericho really gets some shine in this entire match. Yeah. It's, it's cool, especially as a Jericho guy. It, it's cool to see him get some love here. Yeah, I like his. I like his look this uh, whole year. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, me too. It's before his chef's caves in. <laughs> yeah, he gets that concave chest later in life. So Sean flying around though. Yeah, his hair moves like. Uh, is it who to call back to Point Meets World? Is it Eric? <laughs> is it no, Eric. Yeah, yeah. His hair is just it moves like that. Or Sean, Sean Hunter. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so either one. I don't know. One of those yeah. melon-headed freaks. <laughs> <laughs> so the lion salt, he goes for another lion salt um, and to take out Sean, and Jericho's throwing a tantrum because it doesn't work. He, he doesn't eliminate Sean. We get, like, classic moonsault um, off the, the the top rope from Sean. Jericho goes for the pin. Triple H pulls him off. This is where it makes no sense to me. Like, you're not getting anything out of this, Triple H, by, by not delivering the pinfall. Um but this is where WWE's camera work is just top-notch, right? You've got uh, Jericho has Triple H in the walls of Jericho for like a solid minute, 60 seconds. And then Sean, who you think is out cold, boom, out of the shot, sweet chin music, takes him out. Sean pins and eliminates Jericho. Then we're left with you know the, the iconic duo of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And some of the spots here are just incredible. Triple H slingshot to Shawn Michaels through the plexiglass of the other pod. Um, <laughs> Definitely not bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The uh, the interesting spot, I don't know if you caught this, Shawn's about to eat a pedigree on the outside, steel, and for some reason, 
Hepner's like begging him not to do it. Like, don't do it, Triple H, don't do it. I'm like, why? Anyway, Sean reverses it with a slingshot into the chain links. Um, and just classic, like the elbow off the top of the pod from Sean to Triple H. Sorry, I'm just blabbering about this as no, we get but, to the end. No, it's as, as, he, as he drops that elbow, Sean goes up to the, t- to the pod, lowers the elbow. If you watch Triple H, normally you would take an elbow straight to the chest, right? He yes. rolls onto his side and takes it in the yes. ribs and like on his arm because he's protecting so his don't throat. Don't even come close to my neck, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't mess with me. But he was no. saying like, it was flaring up every single time he got hit. So imagine taking a yeah. an elbow off the top of a pod. Woof. All right. Oh, and so- uh, Mike Mike has has texted in his phone a friend. Christian was ta- excuse me. Chris Jericho was <laughs> tag team champions with Christian. I, they I was won the titles from Hurricane, the Hurricane and <laughs> Kane, uh, October fourteenth, oh, two thousand two, on Raw in Montreal, Quebec, Eesh. Canada. Eesh. Where's Christian they held to come it, out and help? And they held it until December 15th, 2002, when they dropped oh. it to oh, Booker T and Goldust. Quick title no. change era. Quick, yeah. All right, Sorry. so let's Tangent. get to the to the finish. Uh, Triple H uh, reverses back. They're reversing back and forth. He yeah. hits a pedigree. We think it's over. Sean kicks out at the last minute. And this is where I love... Like, I feel like now there's just so many false finishes in wrestling. It's like, it's too much. Here, there's there's one false finish. You think Triple H has it? No. Um, he Sean is, turns it into a back body drop, the pedigree, yeah. and waits as Triple H gets up, lands Sweet Chin music, and just the ending is incredible because it's all so out of nowhere. Um, and... One, the way he two, pins three. it too after yeah. he hits the sweet chin music, right? He spins and kind of falls for the 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 the, the pinfall. It's great. Yeah. Strong does. I, I apologize. I probably didn't deliver that uh, that ending as nicely as I'd like to, but it it's worth a rewatch. And Jr. is like <laughs> the the comparison to the miracle call um, <laughs> from the Olympic, the Winter Olympics is pathetic. Jr. has got no voice. He sells the He's shit out of Michael's wild. winning. Um, and confetti falls in MSG. It it, it was now, it was a lot of fun. The crowd is on fire for the entire back and forth, like the entire ending of this match, the finish of this match yes. with the back and forth and the false finish and all of that. The the crowd really comes up. And again, fuzzy in my brain. Sure, I was probably drinking. I don't. I don't even know. You're but only like, twenty. I don't know, man. You can yeah, buy a drink there. Yeah, that's a good good point. Good point. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Maybe you're right. No. Anyway, you wouldn't dare. No. Oh man. Drink before you're 21. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But regardless, it's all fuzzy in my brain. And uh, this, uh, the the one thing I do remember is that I purchased two of the Rob Van Dam RVD foam fingers, <laughs> and uh, they were in my parent in my closet in my parents' house until they sold it. And then now I went looking for them. Like, oh, right as Ted was getting huge, I was like, yeah. oh, shit, I got to go find these. And they were gone. Oh, um, man. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Um, I had to get two, though. I had to do the RVD. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's great. <laughs> so, all right, let's give this match cans in the cooler. Anybody want to go first? I feel you like I go always. First. You want me to go you, first? You go it. You sure? All right. So my favorite wrestler wins his first title since what ninety seven. I'm gonna give this Brown. 
Jim, um, <laughs> unrelated to the the gear, uh, the match was incredible. But Jim, you said this on our Royal Rumble episode, how you you're like in the minority of people that don't like to go back and watch Royal Rumbles. This match was fun. I like Elimination Chambers. I think they're a great premise, and they really work. But I feel like they're not the kind of match that I go back and watch, right? Yeah. This one had a lot of history to it, a lot of, you know, 20 years old is wild. I still, I can only give it three cans in the cooler. Um, I was entertained, but I, I don't know. I, I left feeling like I wanted a little bit more. Um, it was a very, yeah. it, was a, it was a solid, like, hour of 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 the chamber match and i don't know iconic guys yeah there's nothing wrong yeah there's nothing wrong with the match itself like at all it doesn't have flaws um and i was very entertained i'm not gonna say it's like my favorite match that we've ever watched or you know something that i would like the top of my list that i would rewatch. but it's definitely cool to go back and and look at it 20 years later and how they've changed certain things. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think that it's funny because last week with, with Chad, we were talking about how we're usually pretty generous and I feel like you're, you're, you're not being generous on this no. one. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I, yeah. I certainly don't believe I went back that and it, forth. it deserves to be at the four level, but it's, it's got huge names. Like yes. you said, it, the action is fun. The structure is brand new at this point in time. Looking at everything that you've been saying, there's big spots. There's fun spots. Jericho gets a ton of shine, which is always awesome for me. Learning that there's a ton of like chaos that's going yeah. on in actuality. And we're sitting back and, you know, uh, just seeing it from afar is pretty cool and trying to piece things together and, uh, at the end of the day, I always enjoy, but uh, three and a half is where I'm going to lay, even with the experience of being in the building, because I have these fuzzy memories about it. It wasn't as iconic of an event like the 2000 Royal Rumble, where like I feel like I can remember every spot, mm-hmm. every second of that entire card. It's a tough one to grade, you know. It really yeah. is. I you I when, whenever we do this kind of thing, I try to use the lens of like what was it like when i watched it the first time and and i did watch this like we ordered this pay-per-view in college because more than anything we wanted to like uh, shoehorn a royal rumble style gambling aspect <laughs> into it because there were six of us in the house we we're like here we go this is perfect yep. and i had michael's actually so oh um <laughs> you but, always but, feel like you, i feel like you win all the time if it's not <laughs> you it's nick jesus <laughs> christ no i never win these things yeah, I, I'm with you guys. It's somewhere in a three, three point five. Okay, I don't want to. I'm not going to be lame and split the difference. I'll say I'll go with a three point five because. And is it true that this is Michael's last world title win? Yes. Yeah, wow. that's cra- that's crazy. So out of all return, that iconic run, this is like this is it. I, if you would like asked me that in Jeopardy style, I would not have guessed like this right? is the end. I would have guessed there must have been something somewhere yeah. else along the way with like you know. But I guess he was just—he was always there for just big matches, but he didn't have yeah. to be, have the title anymore. It's really weird to watch HBK hoist up this title too. Yes, because like agreed. I feel like it it's, felt very odd. It feels very foreign to watch him yes. lift up essentially the WCW yeah. big gold. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the same title, and it yeah. feels weird With seeing the hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Bizarro Land. It's like the AI graphics somebody just typed in. Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Chat GBT. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I'm glad you guys agreed because I, real art, I originally real had. Art. <laughs> I originally I'm trying to trigger you on the air. Let's do it. <laughs> I originally had 3.5 as my my rating too. So I'm I I thought you guys were going to go higher. So I feel good good with. I'm that with rating. you on the. It's interesting the rewatch point you made. I think this is probably the only uh, chamber elimination chamber I've ever rewatched. Same. I can't I, even mm-hmm. tell you like. Can you even name another one that's iconic? Name like everybody that's in it? No, no, right? Oh, no. no, no way. No, and that's the funny because the only like, one you... that I can think of is Shayna Baszler when she eliminated everyone in two thousand twenty-two. Okay. Yes. Oh, excuse me, two thousand twenty. Yeah, that's yeah. the only like moment that I can think of. Other than that, it's like meh. Yeah, didn't they have a tag right, team one of... recent? Re- not even recently, they had a tag team one in, in it at one which point, is, which is cool. which is kind of it, but it's sad that that's the case though because the yeah. premise is cool like the it way is. nick you set it up in this where they're combining the survivor series and, and war, war games. games right like wow that's really mm-hmm. cool on paper and maybe, and a cell, pal. yeah and it, I, maybe <laughs> could it be better i don't know yeah yeah we go back to like you know hell in a cell and, and chamber how they don't necessarily need to be their own pay-per-views and like yeah. Can you imagine like, imagine a pay per view that had a chamber match, a Hell in a Cell, and uh, like a Money in the Bank all on oh one man. card? That would be yeah, wild. Yeah. Be you know, heavy. like that, that would be, be a cool. lot of fun. Get rid of the TLC pay per view. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just really use it when like necessary. A hundred percent. And I really feel like we're going to get a Hell in a Cell in some capacity at this year's WrestleMania, but we'll see. We'll see. All right. So this was this was fun. I hope everybody enjoys this week's. Uh, uh, elimination chamber that's coming up we wish you could we could give you our predictions and breakdown of it but uh we've got some more homework to do and uh <laughs> you'll hear more from us next week so yeah oh wow the next this is what a changing uh, yeah. the, yeah. shifting of the <laughs> so gears next week you guys we're we're gonna be uh uh talking about test and stephanie getting married uh <laughs> on monday night raw or if that actually happens so uh, cheers to everybody. Uh, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and over on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. Cheers, guys. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Fr- friends don't wear, don't, ah, oh, screwed it all up. Friends don't let friends wear brown tights. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. And the game one back. He's going to try again. Uh-huh. One more pedigree. He's going to struggle. Look out. Look out. I don't believe it! They're on their feet all over the world right now, Jay! Nobody believes them! John Marshall's is the heavyweight champion! Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, <laughs> just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's in here. Extra credit. Sports, 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 sports side heater. Extra credit. Nasty, nasty, nasty boys. boys.